0: Get ready for an NBS no approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. Welcome back to NBS Fitness Radio. I'm here with Matt Hartford, one of our trainers at NBS, uh, and Matt is going to speak today about some tips for continued progress. So, um, in the in the Scheme of like, what's the secrets of success? Which is, you know, that's kind of what people ask. Like, what's the secrets of success? And I was thinking about this lately. Is is the real secret to success is consistently taking appropriate action. Um, it has to be consistent. If you're on and off, you will never find success because you will always be backtracking. Has to be appropriate action. If you're taking action that. uh, that's not moving you forward, you're basically just running in place, right? And, and the key word is action. You have to be doing something. Yeah. And, um, and so where a lot of people may look to have, like, they, they, like everyone knows how to have like the quick success. You know, it's like I need to lose 30 pounds in the next, or I need to lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days. Like, well, like that's pretty easy to, to, to happen. Yeah, we, we cut calories, add in some exercise, oh, boom. Yeah. The question is how do we do that consistently, so, and that's yep. kind of the topic for today. So, with that introduction, Matt, give us your first tip for continued success.
1: Cool. So, when I get into uh, tips for exercise, uh, nutrition, training, stuff like that, a uh, big thing I'm looking at first is just simplicity. Like, no matter what level the athlete is, whether they're advanced, whether they're just starting out, we need something that we can do simply so that we can do it every day and further pr- progress ourselves out. Uh so to quote the famous Chris Hoppy, keep it simple, stupid, <laughs> right? Uh, so find something that you can do that is going to level you up little bit by little bit every day, every month, every year, every decade. Because uh, anybody, you know, anybody can add 30 pounds to their bench press in one month, uh, but can we add 30 pounds to your bench press you know, in two years, five years, ten years? Can we keep leveling up without the huge plateau that comes with some fast progress like that? Yeah. So I think that, I mean, the first thing is just being, keeping it as simple as possible. It's really fun uh, to get into like the nitty gritty of the exercise science and get into all the books and stuff like that. But if you're not a high level athlete, a really, really high level athlete, it needs to be very, very simple. Yeah. So for 99% of us, it needs to be simple.
0: It's almost like you have to kind of build the foundations and have some consistency there before you start stacking on top of that. Yeah. Like, um. I you know, I, I do think there's an issue where people will look out and see people um see see the see the high level people who've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, look, I'm guilty of this. Like yeah. You know, I've been um got over two decades of kind of like training consistently mm-hmm. and the other day someone asked me like, well, do you wear a whoop? Yeah, and I was like, you know, I did for a little bit, but it really didn't tell me anything I didn't know. And my yeah. response was, I was like, I was like, man, as so long as I was like, follow my macros, mm-hmm. I get eight hours of sleep, I do my, um, I train every day, and then I do my, um, my hot cold stuff yeah. on a regular basis. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good, I'm, so good, I'm recovered. Yeah. And they were like, they made the response it was like, that's like the stars aligning for everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, like, if someone was like listening to me and it was like, well, what's it take to have but to be recovered and feel good every yeah. day, there's like, well, you got to follow macros, you got to train yep. every day, you got to get eight hours sleep, and like, yep. and then there's like, even there's a rabbit hole for each one of those. Yep. like I, there's my sleep routine. Mm-hmm. There's, a, and so there can there can be a tendency to again to say, well, how can I? How, I I've, I know I've got this giant gap to bridge. Like, how can I bridge it as fast as I can? And the yep. realize it's like, well, bridging it fast is not nearly as important as like
1: just bridging it bridging oh, it yeah. and keeping it bridged. so you're not, <laughs> yep. you know
0: you going back and forth and so the strategy is like man p- pick something simple yep implement that mm-hmm. let it let it, it become a habit where you don't have to think about it and then we'll start yeah. stacking on top of that mm-hmm. what like can you give us some examples of what uh what you mean by
1: simple or some like um some real world so, examples like real world training examples uh So like, say we're keeping it simple, say, say you're an athlete that can't squat your body weight yet. Like, but you know, you get into the YouTube realm and you're like, oh, I want to add bands and I want to add chains and I want to do this conjugate block and this and that. It's like, can't squat your body weight first. Let's just work on building a solid technique or squat from a technique purpose and then start building some actual muscle hypertrophy. And then we can build some strength after that. And then once that starts going up and you've been doing it for, you know, a year or two and you're consistent consistently training that, then you can add in some of the fun, uh, odd stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, if you, if you can't squat your body weight and you're looking for ways to do higher skill specific stuff to help with squats, it's not really going to make that big of a difference. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: It's like, uh um, yeah, if you, if you want to squat two times your body weight, yeah. Step one is squat one times your body weight. And the step before that is learn to squat. Yeah. Learn to squat. Yeah. You know, like you're not going to be able to squat two times your body weight with technique Mm -hmm. so learn to squat first yeah do the basics i I, I can't think of it like uh, playing cards or poker it's like there's if you have a long-term approach to it Mm -hmm. then you're more likely to like last throughout the game and win on the back end yeah if you're like i'm gonna go all in on -hmm. the very front end that's a big risk you can't Uh, you can't play that hand again Mm -hmm. so if if you're if your first hand you play is like, I'm going to do this very complex training yeah, with all these complex training tools, mm-hmm. what happens when you hit
1: a plateau? Then, I mean, then it's like, oh, right, well, I never, I never hit square one, so it's either drop by, back and work on that or try to keep pushing forward and hurt myself yeah. eventually and then fall off completely, yeah. you know? What about, like, uh, f- for
0: nutrition, Where some kind of simple – strategies like what's a what's an example of so it simple.
1: uh some simple stuff for nutrition is high water intake high protein intake yeah like obviously i mean again with both nutrition and training that the best program that's going to work for you is one that you can stay consistent and and do every day right uh but as it comes to nutrition like if we can get in a gallon of water f- for most individuals and we can get in about 50 grams of protein for each main meal yeah you're going to be rocking and rolling, yeah. just by really not that much effort you know it's yeah. like 50 grams of protein add in here you add in a protein shake now you're at you know almost 200 grams of protein for the day and you really didn't have to try that hard to do that yeah you know, it's not t- it's not taking you that much time to do that because that's, that's gonna be people's biggest uh constraint on nutrition is time yeah. you know how much time do I have to prep how much time do I have to heat up carry stuff like that so if you can just focus on up your water tank have a high protein intake uh and you go from you know not following any nutrition guidelines to that, you're going to be making progress yeah. right off the bat.
0: Yeah, I think it, with, the, with that, it's kind of a, an inclusion and exclusion component. So mm-hmm. there's, like, the inclusion component of, like, there's benefits to adding in more protein yeah. and adding in more water. Mm-hmm. But there's also what that ends up doing. is like, by increasing your water intake mm-hmm. and increasing your protein intake, you're more likely to feel satiated throughout the day. Yeah, definitely. You're not going to you're probably not gonna to wanna to drink, drink um more liquid on top of a gallon. Mm-hmm. So that keeps us from smashing Cokes or fruit juices or coffee loaded with uh yeah. with, all with all the heavy sugar cream sweet <laughs> <Yeah. yeah. laughs> everything um, in it. Yeah, it, it keeps us from hitting that um like hitting those points where you're like oh my gosh I'm starving where's the yeah. snacks for me to kind of mm-hmm. grab so there's, there's benefits of hey we're putting the protein in your body that's necessary for you to actually build muscle yeah we're putting the water in your body that's necessary for you to like function and feel good and yeah. feel good in a healthy mm-hmm. manner but we're also keeping you from eating uh, that's taking the place of other poor foods that you yeah. would have been eating Definitely. if you weren't doing that
1: yeah but, I would say that like the statement that I try to live by with nutrition to keep it simple, it's just trying to fuel myself for exercise. Wow. Like I want to fuel myself for activity. I don't want to, you know, worry about a specific body fat that I need to get to. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get there and feel like crap all the time. Right. I want to fuel myself to be able to train. I want to feel myself to be able to play with yeah. kids, feel myself to play any, any like I want to be able to do activity all day, every day. And if I don't feel myself correctly, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, uh... Obviously, like you know, form follows function. Like, mm-hmm. you won't look like you've been training for ten years. You gotta train for ten you years. You gotta train for ten years first. So we we like our strategies should be ones that have like that long term approach Definitely. in mind. Very funny. cool. Yeah. What's uh, any other examples or tips for
1: for keeping it simple? Man, find somebody to do it with you. Oh, there you go. Find okay. find one person or find a group of people. Find one person to keep it simple with you uh that you can push each other but that you're not going to just very bounce from program to program because i see you know you see it all the time in mainstream gyms like well i'm running this program and then i'm not really liking it so maybe i'm gonna go hop on this program that this person that has a million followers on instagram offers and you just program hop and hop and hop and you don't really make progress but you get a you know you feel good sometimes
0: i think there's a degree of like um yeah, We talk about this a lot, but, like, the level method, what I love about is it forces you to kind of, like, focus on your weak points. Yeah, 100%. And uh, so what ultimately happens is you kind of do stuff you're bad at. Yeah. You know? And that's what we don't want to do. That's <laughs> right. what we don't like to do. Right. <laughs> and so, like, if progress is the goal, then, then if we continue, like, if we're trying to, to, to build general health fitness and fitness and, and make for progress, like, we need to focus on our weak points and, and, and target those mm-hmm. and uh, get better there. And so, like, that simplifies kind of your task in front of you. Yep. Um, it Like, we can look at it like, what's the biggest thing I need to focus on? Well, yep. it's this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that means I'm going to have to f- do some things that, like, I'm not the best at, yep. <laughs> you
1: know? Well, I mean, that's why we get, you know, ex-college football players in here following the level method that can squat a house, you know? And it's like, all right, what's your lowest level? And my rings are yellow. It's yeah. like, yeah. I've never done any gymnastics training before. Yep. It's like, yeah, I mean, a guy can squat 550, but... Gymnastics are just obscene to them, so yep. it, but it forces them to work on that skill, Yep. and then in turn they just level up slowly over time, which is awesome. It's why it works, right? Yeah, yeah. If
0: if you can kind of like keep your objective simple mm-hmm. and kind of say like, yeah, because the, the question would be like, well, what are your goals? I mean, oh, I got list out like a hundred of those. Like, yeah, like, I, I, can, I can, I can go, I, go all day. Yeah. yeah, like what is what's I what's ideal with all this? But again, when you lay all those out. You end up getting distracted by mm-hmm. all these all these things, and you go like, "Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do gymnastics for a little bit. Ah, but now my, you know, I don't want to really work on. I miss doing Olympic lifting. I'm gonna go yep. do Olympic lifting. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. now I'm gonna build some strength. And you end up just like not taking any time. Um, you're not taking the, the the appropriate time. Yeah, not not taking consistent appropriate yeah. action to make progress in the thing that you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Um, I would say, like, in my own personal life, like, I've been – I, i I've really had, like, singular-focused training yeah. points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when I played football, my goal was to get better at football, right? Yep. Then I went to powerlifting, and it was like, I'm trying to get better at powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really wasn't until I got into, like, the CrossFit group training rounds, was like, okay, well, now there's a lot of things to that focus on. At, yeah. But one of the benefits, I think, of having that background was – like, I, I'm i comfortable with and understand the necessity to, like, focus on this yeah. for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And, golly, it's frustrating because I'm, like, you know, trying to trying to do uh, the handstand work yeah. for a year was a long time. And, like, but that was – that's what it took for me to get good at handstands was multiple days a week for an entire year. I had to focus on getting better at handstands. <laughs> and that's, like – um. That's what it took for me, but in yeah. the grand scheme
1: of things, like a year's a worthy um, mm-hmm. allotment of time. Well, I mean, yeah, you did—you know, fifty-two weeks times three times a week that you're focusing on. I thought can't do math right off the top of my head. It's at least 150 sessions yeah. that you put in focusing on one thing, right? Uh, which is why you made a lot. Like you didn't necessarily make progress overnight, but seemingly it felt like it happened yeah. very quickly because you put in the extra time on that one specific thing. You didn't go. All right, I'm gonna work on handstands. I'm gonna squat this morning. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and then you know I'm gonna spend an hour and a half doing just a whole bunch of stuff. You you spent probably thirty minutes, maybe a little bit longer, on handstands. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, three days a week, every week for a year. You know, (laughs) and that's why you made progress. Yeah,
0: and yeah, I think when um, again when you talked about we're talking about perspective earlier, it's like when you have when you've got decades of training underneath your belt, Mm -hmm. and you have a vision for like a a lifetime of training, like the idea of like taking a year to focus on something isn't yeah. doesn't doesn't seem like that big of an yeah. investment. Mm-hmm. But if you've only been training for 6 months, yeah. and definitely. someone says like for the next year you need to focus on this. Yeah. You're like, "What? I got I, my entire perspective is
1: 6 yep. months. You're trying to double that?" Mm-hmm. Ugh, like I don't know if I want to focus on that. And that's just why, I mean, that's why our newer athletes, that's why they have so much success with the level method, yep. right? Because it's that planned variability, or a variability that they come in and they hit movements they haven't done before and they suck at them. Yep. And then we don't hit those movements for Two months, and yep. then they hit them again. They're like, wow, I've made progress from the other movements we've been right. doing. Uh, you know, that's why, you know, we have less injuries because of that because we don't deadlift heavy every week, yep. right? You know, we do like four or five weeks at a time, take a month or two off of yep. heavy deadlift, maybe have some light deadlifts in a Metcon. Uh, but it's not a traditional strength training program, we're hammering heavy weight every week, yep. week after week, right? We're just hitting one area, moving to the next, moving to the next, and then when we come back to that area, you're like, wow, like I'm newer to fitness and I made this much progress, yep. and I've hardly worked on this in 2 months. Yeah. So it's awesome.
0: Which was is surprising to me as yeah. well, like, mm-hmm. you know, cuz I came from the background of like, well, I you know, deadlifted every single week. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like it kind of somewhat blows my mind mm-hmm. that I'm getting better at deadlifts without deadlifting. Without deadlift. Yeah. And not, and like not doing a ton of strength <laughs> yeah. strength training, you know.
1: And it's it's just that overall bait your overall fitness yeah. base just keeps getting bigger, especially yeah. from the two decades. Uh, but it just keeps getting bigger so that you can just rely on that deadlift that like done this
0: yeah, and I think that like like the benefit of like hey taking a year to focus on the hands is like like now that I have it, mm-hmm. I don't have to train it every year, no, or I don't have to train it every week. Yeah, like I can train it somewhat inconsistently and still have it because I can't tr- I can't not train it at all. Yeah, yeah. Because I kept it simple. Yep. B- built that habit. Now I've got it. I've, yep. Or that capacity. Now I've got that capacity. Mm-hmm. And I as long,
1: as long as you hit it. Occasionally, s- you're occasionally fine. Yeah. I've got it. Now I mm-hmm. can
0: stack on top of that. Yeah. But if you but if you're bouncing from program to program to program to program, yep.
1: you're not building any
0: consistency
1: where you're exactly. gonna Well, you know, it's like if you had gone from zero handstand push ups to twelve in two months and then didn't do a single handstand push up for the next eight, you would probably be right back at zero. Yeah, you right? know? It's <laughs> like yeah. It's like okay, I got here. Okay, I'm done with that, I'm not ever gonna do that again. Like People, you know, people that do the, you know, the couch, to 5K program, stuff like that, where yeah. they, you know, they don't run, then they run a 5K and then they stop running. It's like, oh, you go right back to the couch. That's right. what happens. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, the, the in-between, there's no in-between. Yeah. Uh, if you're not continuing to, to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What's your next uh, tip for maintaining consistent
1: progress? Okay. So my next tip for maintaining consistent progress, and this is going to be one that when I was younger, when I was like in my twenty early 20s, uh, late teens, like, would never have believed this, but intensity trumps all other, uh, variables of fitness. And what I mean by that is like, I've had sessions when I was in my early twenties that lasted three hours that I did like 20 exercises that were not as hard as a three minute workout I've done in in the CrossFit space, right? (laughs) That I made more progress in that three minute workout than I did in that three hour workout. So, you know, people think that they need to do this, they need to do that, and they just need to keep adding more and more. And, thinking that more is going to be better and more is not better. More is just yeah. more. You yeah. know, it's just, you're just doing more. We need to focus on doing things better at a higher intensity. And then, you know, once we do that, we've got consistency doing stuff like that in shorter time domains. We can add more, Yeah. you know, come to an hour class, give it everything you got and then don't worry about it to the next class. Yeah, yeah. And then once you do that for a year and you come five days a week, then we can worry about more exercise. Yeah. yeah. But just getting better and moving at it, Higher intensities, you know, depending on the workout range. You know, if it's three minutes versus 20, obviously that's different, but those are both high intensity workouts compared to somebody that goes to the gym for an hour, does some bicep curls, yeah. does some bench press. Yeah, we, I, I've used the analogy,
0: we talk about like, like losing body weight, right? Yeah. And I've said, like, like the re, one of the reasons people struggle is because they don't have the ability to actually burn a, the amount of calories necessary to lose body, yeah, body mm-hmm. fat. And, um, and so the analogy that I use is like, well, how many calories does it take to, to do a bicep curl yeah. versus to do a jumping pull-up mm-hmm. versus to do a regular pull-up yep. versus to take to do a kipping pull-up, yep. which is more powerful and takes more takes calories, more yep. yeah, uh, to do a butterfly pull-up, mm-hmm. to then do a muscle-up. Yep. And um, they all stimulate the bicep equally, mm-hmm. but... W- one is probably ten times the caloric energy. Way more or, bet, yeah. metabolic than just yeah. a bicep curl.
1: Yeah. And yeah. movements like that, movements like kipping pull up to butterfly pull up to muscle up, are so much. You can't BS those movements. Yeah. You can't do that movement at at a one out of ten. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Whereas a bicep curl, you could you know you could be a yeah. big strong dude and get a fifteen pound dumbbell mm-hmm. like do it all day. Yeah, yeah, You know, and get a pump. Yeah. The
0: uh, the intense and. I mean, obviously we're talking intensity, we're talking like percent of like output, maximum Mm -hmm. output. But even like the mental engagement required, like the coordination required to do a single joint movement is not great. No. Mm -mm. The the coordination required to do a multi-joint movement under control is greater and the single, the, the, um, the neurological focus that is required to do a multi-joint movement powerfully and under yep. control at high velocity is extremely mm-hmm. huge. Yep. And if we're looking at it from the standpoint of like building the whole human fitness mm-hmm. component, yeah. hypertrophy or like physique is a piece of that. Yeah. But but athleticism and coordination are other major pieces uh, involved as well. And, definitely, and, and, definitely. and those higher intensity multi joint mm-hmm. movements, they, they, they engage all that at a higher, higher rate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think the, we're talking about like, what's our, what's our biggest struggle is time. <clears throat> it's having yep. the, having the, uh, time to do it. So mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, look, you, you don't have, you probably don't have to work out. If you're a subsistence farmer, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like if all day long, you move 12 hours a day in the heat, yeah. Yeah, like you, you don't need to work out. Yeah. Like you're getting all the components of fitness you need. You're mm-hmm. you're bending down and you're squatting and you're getting the mobility and you're having to put stuff on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You're lifting heavy stuff and you're building all your zone two cardio yep. respiratory stuff. Like you don't have to do that. But for the person, like you woke up, went into your kitchen and sat down. Yep. Do you went know from laying, mm-hmm. went and sat. Yep. You went from your kitchen to your car and sat some more. Mm -hmm. And from your car to your work and you sat some more. And you went from your house back or from your work uh, seat back to your house to eat dinner sitting, to watching TV sitting,
1: to going back to your bed. And laying down. Yep. So what is that? 98% of your time is either spent prone or seated?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You you going to the gym and doing a couple of like isolated machines Mm -hmm. done in a like non um, done without a whole lot of effort or like, mm-hmm. like you going and sitting on the treadmill or on their coming bike yep. you're sitting again mm-hmm. and while watching TV, while you're, while you're, while you're walking, it's like, man, like that's just, ain't going to get it done. No, that's not enough to counterbalance what it, you did all day, every yep. day. And so if you don't want to work out for four hours, like, Hey, like you, you, you want to go walk. Yeah. Like and put a ruck on and, and walk for four hours. Like mm-hmm. that would, that would probably counterbalance it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It. If I, I don't got four hours, I got thirty minutes. Well,
1: yeah. we gotta do some. We gotta hit some. We gotta hit something hard that you, your body can handle. Yeah, uh, that can move you forward. I, mean, I wonder how many hours we, as a, as a community or as a country, waste every year on the, the stairmaster, the treadmill, or the elliptical. Like yeah. you go to a commercial gym, that's they have hundreds of those machines. Like how many, how many guy, old guys go in there and and do that for an hour? And they do that every day, they, six days a week. That's six hours a week they yeah. can be training, and they're going to walk at the same speed till the day they die. You yeah. know, nothing, nothing changes.
0: Well, yeah, they're, you're never seeing like they're not, they're not pushing themselves. Like no. they're they're taking consistent action, but it's not appropriate. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're they're not
1: moving themselves forward. And it's just it's one of those things that if you if you sat them down and talked to them about, it, they probably were like, yeah, you know, this is when I first started coming to the gym this is the first thing i did it made me feel good and i started making a little bit of progress i just kept doing it the whole time it's like yeah you did make progress because you went from doing nothing to something but now you know we can't just continue on this path yeah
0: what you you said earlier was like interesting is is, um it's like when you first start like that that intensity it may be all you got like um so like you, you you may be doing a workout and like because you don't have a, because you don't have the hi- history of doing, like, intense work, eight to 12-minute intense workouts, mm-hmm. like, that eight to 12 minutes is going to, like, it's going to smoke you. Yeah,
1: and it's, it's going to, I mean, that eight to 12 minutes is going to feel like you've been here for two hours. Yeah, you're going to get tired and be yeah. probably tired
0: for, for, for more portions of the day because because of that. Yeah. Um, but, like, eventually you'll adapt. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is, in that eight to 12 minutes, you'll be able to do more work. Yep. Like, We can either take the same workout and you'll do it faster. Mm -hmm. Or within that same time domain, you're going to be able to do more actual work. Yeah. Uh, And your body's going to be able to recover from it better. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the beauty. It's like you've gotten more fit. And because you've gotten more fit, like, you can do more cool things. But also those cool things have less of a, like, negative impact outside the gym. They actually have, like, start having a, a pretty big positive impact. Yep. And they
1: take less time. Take you less, know, you yeah. Think about somebody coming in and doing a traditional, like, hypertrophy workout and doing 300 reps in an hour and a half, and then you just go do 300 reps in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, you hold 30 reps a minute for 10 minutes. That is a f- whole different feeling, uh, and you're going to make a progress 10 times as fast as this, per- 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 this person is taking 90 minutes, yeah. you know. One, one of the
0: things I used to talk about um, when, when I was doing powerlifting was, like, the, the importance of having cardiovascular fitness – is significant regardless of what your your goal is yeah what you understand is like we always recover aerobically yeah so we may have a high output and our yep. heart rate will will, will will go uh up in the levels Yep. Uh, up in the zones but it's going to start returning back down yeah and at some point it's going to come back to a recovery heart rate mm-hmm. and the cardiovascular system is going to be taking oxygen and nutrients and and, um, metabolic byproducts and CO2 and shuttling it throughout your system, right? And that's how recovery takes place. Mm -hmm. And so the more well-developed that system is, the better you can recover. And so, like, we can look at it from, like, two ways. Is if you have one hour to train, the person who has the better cardiovascular fitness – is going to be able to do more stuff in that one hour and recover better on the back end Mm -hmm. from it. Exactly. So they can create more stimulus. So if, like, you and I are doing, um, let's say, five sets of five on squats Mm -hmm. and it takes me five minutes to recover between sets and it takes you two minutes to recover between sets, you're going to finish before I can Mm -hmm. and be able to get more stuff done in that hour, Yep. Right. And the other – or the other benefit of it is you can – we can do the same workout and you just get done faster. Yep. Which means now you spend more time in recovery. Yep. Um, Getting to refuel yourself nutritionally. Mm-hmm. So, I remember when, when, when you, like, we were powerlifting, like, especially when we were in gear, like, sometimes it would take two hours just to do the – Just to do your squats. Just to do the squats. Yes. You know, that's not any of your recovery stuff. Yeah. And – um. And I can imagine, like, well, man, if we, if we were in much better cardiovascular fitness, yeah, could we have taken this three-hour workout and reduced it to an hour and a half? Well, what kind of impact would that have had, like, on our body's ability to recover? Yeah. That's an extra hour and a half of us being in, in a recovery heart rate and putting fuel yeah. in our body. And that's
1: funny because I don't think anybody ever thinks of it like yeah. that. Like, this is just the gym session. This is how long yeah. it takes, you know, to lift that, like, heavy weight like that. But that's, that's an interesting perspective. I've never thought of, like, well, now you have an extra 90 minutes to recover before you can train again. Yeah. You know, so maybe you'll feel better the next day. And then you feel better, you know, you're taking shorter. you know, that compounds day after day. And you just feel better. We can maybe, I don't know, maybe that's something, maybe there's something to be said about all this. It, even,
0: even, uh, even in bodybuilding, like it was, you know, you, you're, you're trying to accumulate all this, all this volume and all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, if you can do that volume in a shorter period of time, um, and, and you can get your, like, you understand, like, you're, when you're training, you're placing high levels of stress on yourself. Yeah. So if you can get out of that stressful state sooner, mm-hmm. you're going to have more recovery time, which yeah. is going to allow your body more time to build muscle, more time to uh, yeah. recover the nervous system, all that kind of stuff. And I can imagine the compounding effects of that yeah. over over a longer period of time.
1: Well, and that's, you know, like, especially with, like, the CrossFit style community, that's why the elite CrossFitters, like, a lot of them look like they could hop on stage because it is not a lie. I mean, you can build hypertrophy with a high heart rate, you know, with, with that aerobic uh, deal that you talked about. So it's just,
0: which is like, like to think that you need to do dumbbell curls to build biceps is foolish. Like if you Mm -hmm. look at a gymnast, you'll quickly see like who's got the
1: biggest arms in the gym.
0: Yeah. yeah, Like that gymnast has just as big a biceps as everyone else to think that you need to, do leg extensions to build your quads is like, well, have you looked at a cyclist, yeah. Like they legs are especially massive. Muller uh, it's called a melodrome or you know, yeah, yeah. Uh they legs are huge. Yeah. Um not to say that they don't do squats, but it's not their primary form of training. Mm-mm. And so, um, but the that high both build hypertrophy, but one's building overall all, Over, overall fitness. At the same time, yeah. yeah. And so if you can um Again, if you can, if you can learn to do that in a shorter period of time and still recover, mm-hmm. you'll be able to do more stuff. Yep, build your fitness and have a and have a higher stimulus. And that that's the way that you get better mm-hmm. is pretty simple. Is you continue to increase the stimulus. Yeah, you know, uh, it's got your progressive overload. It is it is the way it works. Yep, if you you cannot continue to do the exact same thing I, yep. and make poor progress, like if you, if you do. 15 pounds for 10 reps at some point you
1: got to do 20 pounds for 10 reps or, or
0: 15 for 15 Yeah, reps. or 15 15 yeah or you have to do it on a more frequent basis instead of doing it once a week you got to do it twice a week yep. or instead of it twice a week three times a week or maybe every day like uh it's so that's the way way that you kind of push it forward like progress comes from creating greater and greater and greater stimulus yep but that can be a lot to kind of be like, oh, crap. Well, how am I going to do that? Because I've never done any of this training before. Yeah. yeah or, or to kind of like compound that compound that out and be like, oh, my gosh. We're well, like, no, my training will last three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the idea is like, well, if we're creating stimulus across the entire capaci- uh, spectrum mm-hmm. of capacity, the training time may or may not really change you just yeah, may be yeah. able to
1: do more stuff within yeah. that one hour you're able to get so much more done yeah. and then you're more fit because of it right yeah. It's that's just awesome
0: 100 um all right what's your
1: third tip for our consistent progress all right so my third tip uh it's kind of something i feel like we're pretty big on here and just attacking your fitness from a growth mindset right mm, yeah. so and this goes back to what we said in point one with the level method it's like, Growth mindset to me in fitness means finding what you suck at, finding what you're weak at <laughs> yeah. and just hammering that yeah. consistently and simply until you're not s- so bad at it yeah. and then just finding the next piece. I like when I think of fitness from a long-term thing like I'm never going to be fit in terms of like I'm never going to be as fit as I want to be. Yeah. There's always going to be something else for me to work on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm fit, but I'm not as fit as I want to be.
0: You're be satisfied. Fully with your with your fitness. Level. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, we could, and there's always going to be something I can get better at, right? And yeah. then eventually, you know, I'm going to be 50, and maybe progress will slow. I don't I'm, I don't know. There's crossfitters that are 60 and 70 that are as fit as they've ever been. So <laughs> who who knows what we'll, what will be like yeah. then? But when you think of it long term like that, it's just you just always want to grow your fitness, and in doing that, you'll grow your lifespan. You should grow your relationships, yeah. uh, and then every just everything around your life should be better from the level of fitness you keep building up. Yeah.
0: I think you know, the whole growth mindset is uh, a, a powerful concept. That another thing I I didn't, I didn't understand it or what wasn't aware of it, but I definitely didn't embrace it. Like yeah. in my twenties, mm-hmm. um, it was more I was I was more closed off. Yeah, you know. Uh, but the the idea behind the growth mindset is it's really it's it's seeking discomfort. Yeah, that can be physical discomfort. It can be mental discomfort Mm -hmm. it can be uh, social discomfort it's putting yourself in situations that are going to force you to grow like last night jennifer and i I were talking and i can't remember exactly the words she said but it was something along the lines of like is 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 adversity required for growth Mm -hmm. and i was like "Why? yeah uh, a hundred percent it is Mm -hmm. now like why do some people face adversity and have negative outcomes and some other people will have face adversity and have positive outcomes. It's yeah. just like, it's, it's, it's all about your approach to that adversity. Mm-hmm. And that's what that growth mindset allows you to do is like, yeah. Somewhat seek that adversity, yeah. that adversity, like, um, like the beauty of the level method is it kind of shows you like, this is not what you're good at. So when I see that, you know what it is? It's flexibility. Yeah. And my body just does not want to move a lot, yeah, I'm not yeah. good at it at <laughs> yeah. all. i like literally i do my my mobility routines. I'm like looking at the person doing it i'm like i can't even I can't get to the halfway point. To do that, <laughs> like yeah, like they're like they go like the model on the right is doing the advanced version, the model on the left is doing the non-advanced version. Yeah. I'm like, I need, I need I, a a beginner. A, I, I need the, the even less advanced yeah. version. I, I can't get to either <laughs> need, of those positions. I need
1: the white, the white version, a
0: hundred percent. And um, but like it's so uncomfortable. But in doing so, like you just start to slowly see the progress happen, yeah, and. And and that builds momentum. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like you start to seek that discomfort. It's like I I can see that when I get in this uncomfortable situation, on the backside of it, I'm better off for it. Yeah, definitely. That's that's happened to in my life. Physically, it's happened in my business life. It's happened in my personal life. And so eventually, you kind of we were like you know, like we were talking about. You kind of get that point where you're like, I'm kind not happy about adversity, but it's like I see the opportunity in adversity, mm-hmm. and I think that's. Um, That's a powerful message to people who who are like starting off is like huge. Going to the gym where you're,
1: I've never been, Mm -hmm.
0: is a big old scary uh, punch in the face of discomfort. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, even me have done this for 10 years. When I go into it, if I go into a new gym sometimes, I still get like the jit, you know, the nervous jitters like, oh man, I hope people know, think, I think I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, you know, even after doing this for 10 years, you know, yeah. so it's like if, if, if you're listening to this and you could take one thing from this podcast, I would say attack things from a growth mindset. Yeah. That's what we did. Me and David had no clue what we were doing when we started training. Like yeah. when you first start training, <laughs> I had no idea. And now I've been doing it for 10, you know, 10 yeah. years. I have a lot better idea. So, but I'm still growing and yeah. learning. And it's going to be the same thing for you. If you just get into the gym, you're going to have no idea what to do, but you're not the first person that's been there. Everybody starts something having no clue. Yeah. You know, and you just got to stay the course and stay simple, uh, add some intensity to it. And then, of course, you know, just attack it from this growth mindset that we're talking about.
0: 100%. Yeah. The, uh, the statement I've made is everyone had a first day in the gym.
1: Yeah. And they're all, and we could probably get in a gather around a fire and they're all probably pretty funny, you know? <laughs> we could
0: all tell the stories about the goofy stuff we did. Yeah. Um, but like going back to like like most people want to be they want to be that, that fit person who's like been doing it for a while, who yeah. feels, who, who mm-hmm. walks in the gym and has some comfort level. And it's like, yeah. man, that the way that we get there, you know, I take it one step at a time. Yeah. And every step along the way is gonna be it's gonna be hard. Yeah. I have yet to come back like I've never gone in the gym and had like an easy workout or like a workout where I couldn't have gone like Oh, I'll just go eat pizza. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's days where I'm motivated and days where I'm unmotivated. But uh, I think the, I think like people I under need to understand is like that the difference isn't really whether or not we feel like working out that day or not. No, like I, I would, I would, I would venture to say that like. We all ha- have the exact same feelings in approaching the gym. Yeah. There there are days you're like, God, I don't feel like doing this. Yep. Um you, you, like I said, you know, like there there's times you're like, crap, I gotta go to this I gotta go to this other gym. Yep. I'm out of town, mm-hmm. I wanna get a workout in, I gotta step in this gym. That's kind of scary. Yeah. And my, maybe I just won't do it. Yeah. It's not my comfort zone. I'm on vacation. Yeah. I won't do that. Like, we all feel that. that like, yep. we've all experienced that, and we all continue to experience that. Yep. We all experience the, like, man, I'm just going to hit this alarm. Yep.
1: I'm going to sleep in and skip this thing, one today. Yep. And I think that just goes back to, you know, none of us are special, right? We're all, we all struggle with the same stuff. We all do the same. Sin. sin is yeah. present. You know, we all struggle with the same sins. It's the same thing with our fitness. Yeah. Like, even your highest level athlete is going to have probably 20% of the time they come to the gym, like, man, I do I don't want to do this. Like yeah. I'm not doing this today. Yeah. And then instead of not doing it, they just do it anyway. Yeah. Right. We just, we just clock counts down three, two, one. We just do it. The, the, you know? the, yeah. The ultimate skill
0: set is the ability to like feel that way yet can take the action anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. And the the then the, so then the ultimate goal is to figure out what are the p- pieces I can put in place. That are going to kind of trigger me to take that action. Yep, you know, definitely. and we preach this all the time, and it's it's, it's coaching, it's guidance, it's guidance, guidance-based
1: fitness. Yes, yeah. guidance-based
0: fitness. It's the it's the knowing I'm going to meet so and so this day. Yep, um, or knowing that you know at least once I get to the gym, I don't have to think about what I'm going to do when I get there. Yep, or at least I'm not going to be doing this by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those are like, that's the impact of guidance-based fitness is, is uh, that it, it forces that consistency mm-hmm. in there. You know, it's like the statement, knowledge is power. I'm kind of like, eh. Maybe at one point it was. Yeah. But not, knowledge is not, a,
1: uh, is not a limited resource. It's accessible to anybody now you know like with, little, with the internet yeah, it's like you can find out anything you want to know that doesn't mean you're going to do it yeah yeah you mm-hmm. know
0: yeah literally you can know as much as i know about yeah. fitness yeah <laughs> you know like there's yeah. there's nothing keeping you from doing that yeah um knowledge isn't power taking action 100% is the power yeah uh, and if you have the knowledge without the action it's 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 it's, it's, it's worthless so yeah. that's uh that's a great um great one to end it on yeah um with regards to like the the tips all right matt thanks for coming on the podcast brother all right nbs fitness radio out
1: thank you for listening to nbs fitness radio